Hello, folks. Welcome to Are You a Fan, presented by Moonbound Productions. If you like the episode, give us a like, share, follow, you know, whatever. So, Joker, question for you in the audience. So, what is the weirdest character you think we could have done on this uh, whole podcast of ours? I know after we went and watched Spider-Man and seen the previews before it, I, I swear it was going to be Buzz Lightyear. I, was, I thought that was going to be the most off-the-wall random thing we were ever going to do. I feel like mine was Billy Cyrus or Eminem, because they are actual comic book characters. Yeah. So uh, those were the weirdest ones I thought we were going to cover, but I think we've topped both our answers this yeah, week. I don't think we'll ever get any weirder. <laughs> So, folks, today we're covering Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is, this character is an actual comic book character. He's a Marvel character, to be specific. To be very specific, yes. So, uh, I guess let's get into it. Um, <laughs> folks, I do apologize in advance. This is probably going to be a shorter episode than normal because there wasn't a lot but there's something, so we figured, why not? <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go into real world. The precursor to Kool-Aid Man was the Pitcher Man. was created July 10th, 1954. Marvin Potts, an artist uh, director for New York Advertising Agency, was hired by General Foods to create an image that would accompany the slogan, a five cent package makes two quarts, which that is a terrible slogan. That really is. And I mean, talk about not giving much for an artist to go on. Right? Like, <laughs> like you give them absolutely nothing. We're going to give you numbers. We're going to give you a, a, a elementary school word math problem. Oh my Make God, something. it is. <laughs> it completely is right <laughs> and just like i don't know what going into that like reading like a slogan you you think it might rhyme a little bit might have like some like that's just literally just telling people like this is how much our product costs that's all you're doing it's not that's a terrible slogan that really is that is horrible <laughs> but so he would be inspired by watching his young son draw smiley faces on a frosted window you know, like all kids do. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a kid not do that. It's a fun thing to do. I do it as an adult. <laughs> right. But Potts would create the Pitcher Man, a glass pitcher with a wide smile embezzled on its side and filled with Kool-Aid. It was one of several designs he created, but the only one that really stuck. And General Foods began to use the Pitcher Man in all its advertisements. The character's face was sometimes animated in synchronization with the jingle. Which, you know, makes sense. <laughs> A five cent pack makes two quarters. Quarts. <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> dyslexia for the lose. <laughs> I mean, I like there's not really much there. Uh, just so now I kind of want to go see what his other ideas for the Kool-Aid man was. Same. Like, uh, what else were you pitching that just didn't stick? Because I feel like there wasn't a lot to go on to begin with. <laughs> Like, what else could you have made? Like, would it have been, like, soda bottles or... Maybe literally a uh, nickel? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be one way to do it. I Yeah, no. I feel like, like 
Yeah, him saying, like, I had other ideas. It's just one. It's just one other drawing. It's probably not far off of what it was. Right? In 1974, arms and legs were added, and Kool-Aid Man was introduced as a six-foot-tall pitcher of cherry Kool-Aid. Reportedly voiced by gray advertising composer Richard Berg and created by Alan Kupchik and Harold Karp and gray Harold Karp of gray advertising. Kupchik. Yeah, poor, poor man. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's oh. hearing that double clap all over the place. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you know, like... I feel like I would have been the one in the room like, guys, do we really need to add legs and arms? But it, it did become such an iconic thing. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's still being used today. Yeah. It, I do find it kind of sad to look back and be like, I would have been the one opposing it. Right. <laughs> just because I'm like, guys, the smiley face is working just fine. And that for the smiley face guy. And that If we just keep a smiley face on the picture and that, you know. <laughs> right. And the thing that... I think probably next to the smiley face is probably one of the longest running like logos out there. I think I'm really trying. I... Yeah. No, he's definitely up there. Yeah. Cause, uh, once they add the legs, he hasn't changed like the I arms mean, and legs. Yeah. No, my, you know, obviously for the different generations, he's changed for the look of the technology, but He's still a giant pitcher with arms and legs. I think the most they may have added at one point was the uh, f- was the uh, surfboard shorts. Yeah, and even that like varies based upon like the animation. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's uh okay. So when he started in comics, his first comic would be the Adventures of Kool Aid Man issue number one in January of 1983, and it was a issue of one of five. It was a very short-lived uh, special comic series. That was about it. I mean, I feel like there wasn't a lot to go on. Oh, there definitely like, wasn't, as we were about to see. And I almost just feel like uh, when that got pushed down the down the pipeline to the writers, they're just like, I'm sorry, are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, we need you to do a Kool-Aid thing. We're doing a deal with them. You want me to write a comic about Kool-Aid, man? You know I wrote, like, you know I wrote like x-men right like you know right. you know i did this right like i've created some of the, like i've wrote some of the deepest storylines you want me to do a kool-aid man yeah we're gonna need that by wednesday <laughs> honestly that's probably doable <laughs> sad thing is it's probably true right okay so uh that's kind of all we got for like real world and that like i said pretty short episode so uh let's get in universe about it <laughs> so you know just thought about it it's sad. He has more real world stuff than Mick Rory and Captain Cold combined. <laughs> oh man. No. Yeah. Wow. That's sad. It really is. Okay. Continue. Okay. Well, no, uh, yeah. Moving on from that, uh, existential crisis in universe. An anthropomorphic pitcher filled with Kool-Aid is the television mascot of Beverage Kool-Aid, a brand of flavored drink mix owned by Kraft Foods. Yeah, that's good. As it finally answers for all those people wondering the age-old question of, is Kool-Aid Man the pitcher or the drink? He is the pitcher. Yes. Which, kind of weird. You got, like... 
what is like ah oh, man this is weird it's, the Kool-Aid it, man it, is just kind of a weird concept <laughs> he really is especially because like he pours out his like innards so, to clear, t- so clearly those aren't his actual innards true true <laughs> or he'd be god that'd be that's graphic and horrible to think about <laughs> <laughs> as he gets down to the last drop he just falls over dead oh my <laughs> He he can he can give people his innards and that, but he has to keep one drop in there. Otherwise, he just like. Bleh. Oh god, that just t- took a real dark turn. That really did. <laughs> so in the advertisement, he's typically featured answering the calls of children by smashing through the walls and furnishing, and then holding a pitcher filled with Kool Aid juice while yelling his catchphrase "Oh yeah!" in a comic book. He attempts to quench the invasion plans of aliens called the Thirsties. Because you know they couldn't come up with anything better. You gotta wonder when they came up with the name the Thirsties if they knew the internet in 2021 or 2022. What year is it? Wow. (laughs) You know, we're only three months in. But in this era, I don't think they realized what thirsty was going to really. Obviously not because language changes. So there's no way to know what it would mean. But I do find it funny just like to think about the Kool-Aid man, like he, like, hey, like, man, I'm really thirsty. Hey, I'm going to destroy your livelihood, but I will quench your thirst. <laughs> your parents are going to be so angry right now. Right. But, but, hey, you're not thirsty anymore. Yeah, that was such a weird concept. Right. <laughs> and just like, why would, why did you name your, your alien bad guys the thirsties? Like, was there nothing better to call them at all? You know, really trying to think about it, I don't think I really could have come up with a better name either. I'm sure if we sat down and like brainstormed it, we probably could. True, true. I, I, if I we, feel like we can come up with something, though, even, at least a little better. Perhaps. I, uh, yeah, no. just Not a lot to go on just in general. So oh, yeah, I know. I just feel like they were just like, like uh, we're going to call them the Thirsties and just the main rider in charge just throwing darts at board. He's just like, yeah, whatever, fine. I think they knew it wasn't going anywhere. They're like, you know, whatever, screw it. They're like, yeah, we're not really, we're kind of just like, we're kind of just lobbing stuff at wall, see what sticks on this one. So in an even we- weirder twist, wow, it gets weirder? Somehow, yes. Okay. So, in a weirder twist, Kool-Aid Man had an entire team of Kool-Aid men called the Punch Bunch. <laughs> See, even that's better than the Thirsties. <laughs> I actually kind of like that, the Punch Bunch. That's actually kind of a, a fun name. Each with unique powers and abilities of their own. There was Rainbow Punch, who could create rainbow bridges out of Kool-Aid. Okay. And catch people as they fell. There was Mountain Berry Punch, who saved mountain climbers while yodeling. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, that, that's a good one. There was Sunshine Punch, who liked to patrol the desert on a camel. I mean, <laughs> he, he got to save them people from dying of thirst. <laughs> there was... And then... There was Tropical Punch, a surfer who could create tropical breeze capable of blowing away a hot air balloon and extinguishing active volcanoes with Kool-Aid. He's got to be like the like the B-rate guy. 
And what's worse is I think they even said when I first did this, he is the strongest of the group. Which I mean, is being, sad to think about. being able to cool a volcano is a pretty intense feat, but like anywhere else, it's just like, we need some wind. <laughs> More than that. I can't. Right. <laughs> I can do, well, tropical breezes, that, that, can, that can be pretty big. True. Especially if it's moving a hot air balloon. I mean, I guess. I actually don't know how much effort it would take to move a hot air balloon with wind. I imagine a lot, I guess. Yeah. I, I assume maybe not as much as like a, an old sailing ship, but definitely more than just a, a light gust. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be a weird statement here, but I would definitely watch like a modernized, like like Christopher Nolan version of these characters. Oh, God. Yes. I think it would just be like hilarious. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, that's all we could find on his uh, in world. Yeah, we kind of looked kind of everywhere, and we couldn't really find any real more information than what was going on. Besides, you know, an invasion and a uh, ragtag team of um, Kool Aid based power people. Gotta love it. <laughs> so let's move on to powers and abilities. Because <sighs> yes, he does have those. <laughs> So his powers have an unknown origin and unknown limit, which kind of makes sense for the type of character he is. I mean that, and because it's such a short lived, they can't really explore much. Right. They have, to, they have to wrap it up so quick. You know, if they ever brought it back, I'd almost want to, I would love it if they like impl- implied that Loki was responsible. I could totally see it. Like he just animated a picture and this happened. Yeah. <laughs> So he also has water manipulation. He throws jars of Kool-Aid, according to this thing. Which, you know, I guess technically you are manipulating the water to hit somebody in the face at that point. Right. He has enhanced hearing. He can hear people asking for Kool-Aid from miles away. Very niche. And which to go with that, I kind of, I just realized I forgot to put it in there. They suspect he has a form of super speed. To be able to make it so quickly, ah, uh, I forgot from to, miles away. I forgot to put that in. I did see that. I, I think I accidentally skipped over that while I put in this next part. So he uh, some hand to hand combat skills. Fought against the Thirsties in close combat multiple times. <laughs> we don't really have any information on the Thirsties, so to say how how skilled he'd have to be to beat them, I don't know. But he did. So he's also self-sustenance. Whatever that means. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. I'm assuming it means he never gets thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of, I guess he's like a plant. He uh, feeds and quenches his own thirst. I I guess so. That's what we're going with. Does he eat? Well, apparently no, actually. I guess that would, self-sustenance would mean he didn't have to eat. Okay, so uh, vehicle mastery knows how to fly a helicopter, ride a horse, and use a jetpack. Yeah, it's the it's weird the things this guy has. The ride a horse one, I think, is the weirdest part. I can accept it's weird. I can accept the helicopter. I can even accept the jetpack. You, ima- you imagine the Kool Aid sloshing around as you're riding a horse. I can imagine the horse <laughs> collapsing from the weight. Well, if you get to Clydesdale, it might be big enough. 
Maybe. I think maybe a Clydesdale can handle the weight. I feel like it's the only horse in existence that can handle his weight. Unless he gets like one of those magical ones from the Norse. Dude, how cool would that actually be? Yeah, can you imagine him having uh, Odin's horse slip near? I <laughs> would just like to throw out the headcanon. I believe his entire origins are created by Loki. So that's why he, how he gets a magical horse from the Nords. <laughs> and his whole thing is around the Norse. Headcanon, new headcanon. <laughs> so he also, uh, traveling in outer space with a shuttle or a jetpack, time travel with time machine, but has shown he can survive in outer space without a pressure suit, which kind of makes sense when he's just a pitcher. Right. Considering, you know, space shuttles have glass on the on uh, their windows. I'm, yep. I imagine it wouldn't really affect him. <laughs> but also it kind of proves that he doesn't necessarily need air to breathe either. True. In space. True. I think that was more of where, where the being able to survive without a suit Comes in is like he doesn't actually need it to breathe and live, unlike you know us. True, <laughs> true. Man, this character is just just he, wild. He is all over the place. So he has some resistance to technopathy, telekinesis, empathic manipulation, and mind manipulation. I feel like some of those overlap. Uh, resists. Telekinesis and mind control of comp terror. Computer. Computer. Who controls a lot of electrical appliances in a living room and while wield. wield them as flying projectiles. Seems unaffected by thirst ray until thirsties overload the beam. And beam cannon explode. Ocean hurt themselves. That was a wild ride. That really was. <laughs> also, I just feel like the uh, technopathy. Um, I'm just like, I, I feel like that's kind of a given. I feel like not a lot of us would be really affected by that. Right. And that he's not electronic. He's a pit glass pitcher with liquid in him. I mean, at least the other three make some sense. Right. But yeah, the technopathy is like, why? Why'd you even add that, guys? Right. Like, it's like, telekinesis, like, he has to have a mind of some sort. Don't know where it is in that glass jar, but... Right there with the rest of his organs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so in the comic, Kool-Aid Man revealed he was capable of crashing through structures far tougher than brick. In the course of the series, he smashed through multiple buildings a 1770s sailing ship, a stone cave, and the hull of, of a thirsty spaceship while it was flying in outer space. I mean, I feel like that's a given considering his whole thing, even in the commercials, was always like, I can fucking, cr I, I can crash through anything. <laughs> but that's kind of just where it was continuing, and, and it kind of leads into a point a little later on, like, because of that, people speculate he may be stronger than the Hulk because of what he has crashed through. And that's fair. <laughs> it's like he's the only Marvel character I think anybody's really putting up there on par or above the Hulk. Which is the weirdest. <laughs> I always love how joke characters are just insane. Like, right. On their, they're, they're just no power scaling at all. They're just like, I don't know, make him a god, whatever. It's pretty much. <laughs> 
So he seemed capable of talking in the airless vacuum of outer space, defying the laws of physics entirely. There you go, folks. He's a literal god of like chaos and reality. Are we sure he's not Loki? That's actually, I'm, I'm, star- I'm starting to wonder now. <laughs> Loki did a stint as the Kool-Aid man. He's like, I was bored. I was tired of messing with Thor. <laughs> Tried the hero thing out. <laughs> Appears to be a multi-billionaire on par with Tony Stark. Which also fits with as much structure damage as he's doing. He's got to fork out a lot of money. Right? The Kool-Aid uh, company has been quite kind to me. <laughs> right. God, it'd have to be. Right. Is possibly, oh, yep, yeah, is possibly stronger than the Hulk due to what he has been shown breaking through. <laughs> he's defying physics, people, and that's so if you have an issue with us saying he's stronger than the Hulk, yep. take it up. <laughs> take it up with his creators from the 70s. Right. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of it for his powers and abilities. Uh, and the... The tiny section that I didn't even think existed. His other media. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> so he starred in he starred in two games for the Atari and the Intellivision systems in 1983, and is also a playable character in Family Guy: The Quest for Stuff. See, the Family Guy one doesn't shock me, just because he appears so much in the show that I'm like, ah. The, him being a playable character shocks me. Yeah. That that part shocks me, but him showing up in the game didn't. And then the, the fact that he's even got his own two games surprises me. That did slightly surprise me. However, the only reason it didn't is because the Burger King King has his own game. That is true. That's I the only reason about that. It's the only reason like I'm like I'm like what I'm more surprised that it was two games. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm like I'm a little surprised. Not entirely, but the two factor really threw me. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I appeared in the game, I'd have two. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that happened twice, right? <laughs> a little bit. Especially like the Atari. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, both of them were old enough that that's the only way he would have gotten into a game back then. Oh, definitely. And. And then he also appears both in episodes of Family Guy and The Simpsons. Which The Simpsons one, I, I haven't, I, clearly I haven't seen that one because I don't remember him showing up in there, but I don't doubt it. So, I guess a fun fact that I just remembered as we were finishing up, I guess the way to get the comics is you had to send in like the coop, like the barcodes or whatever, the, like you did with the school things on those cereal boxes. I remember. So basically, those. you had to send in so many. And you, that's how you got the comic series. I that that makes honestly. I, I feel like it's very fitting for what this is. That's completely <laughs> fitting for what this is. That, that actually makes the most sense out of all everything we've discussed. Right. As the, to why these comics exist. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense out of everything we just discussed. Like, I'm just saying, I would watch a Christopher Nolan remake of the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I'd be the first one in line. 100% right there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, folks, that's kind of it. You have this eldritch being that just exists in the Marvel Universe, and I I couldn't find information on it because like I doubt it exists in the six one six. This has got to be an alternate timeline. I'm assuming that, but uh, 
So, yeah, uh, um, I, I, <laughs> I guess I'll ask the question I ask every week. Joker, you a fan? Honestly, out of the pure randomness of this character, yes. <laughs> because it is just so funny to think about the Kool-Aid man just running through the Marvel Universe. Right? I always like to think of myself as a purist, but honestly, I find it hilarious and I love it. So, yes, I'm a fan too. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon... Hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.